0: I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Have you ever had a dream or a goal in your life and when you worked super hard and you finally achieved it, you almost felt disappointment? Almost like... This is it. One of my very favorite summertime movies is The Sandlot. Such a classic. The boys spend almost the whole movie getting ready to face the beast, who in the end turns out to be the most lovable teddy bear of a dog with a super nice owner. He tells them they could have just knocked on the door and asked for the ball back. Obviously, this is a story with a happy ending, but I had to find a way to sneak in in reference to one of my favorite movies. Sometimes in life, we can reach a goal or a dream, and we don't expect the emotion that follows. This is it? Forever? Is this all there is for me? I think where this comes up most often is in parenthood. As little girls, we play house and dream of the day. It becomes a reality, and then that reality turns out to be so much harsher than what we fuzzily dreamt about years ago. It's so easy to lose yourself in motherhood, especially in those little years. I know because I was just there myself. I do believe that you can feel immense gratitude for the blessings in your life while simultaneously wondering, is there something more for me? I had the most delightful conversation with this week's guest, Ashley Carbonato, about this topic. Ashley quit her corporate job to become a stay-at-home mom 12 years ago and In becoming a stay-at-home mom, she ended up losing her way for a bit. She had to really do some soul-searching to realize she is so much more than a mother. And she even wrote a book about her journey so other moms don't feel so alone on this crazy ride we call life. Ashley jumped headfirst into social selling a couple of years ago, and now she's able to use her business as yet another connection point to help women realize their true potential and to help them know they are so much more than just a mom. Welcome, Ashley, to Directly Different. I'm so happy to have you this week. How are you doing with the start of
1: summer? I am good. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, My voice is a little scratchy because I just got back from our company's annual convention. So I'm in like just mom mode meets convention, high hangover mode, and we're doing all the things. We're (laughs) juggling it all because it's summer.
0: Yes, that's right. And I am actually really impressed because when I return from conference convention, I am dead to the world for at least two to three business days before I'm able to function again. So that's amazing that you're here and that we're chatting. So
1: to get started, will you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Yep. So I am married to my college sweetheart and we live with our three kiddos in Gilbert, Arizona, which is about 30 minutes Southeast of Phoenix. They are seven, ten, and twelve now. So we actually just relocated here too. Sorry, I meant to say that we relocated here from Seattle like a year ago. So we're it's still like a little bit of an identity crisis when somebody says, "Where do you live?" And I say Arizona because my heart says Seattle, but we are Zonies, as they call them now. Oh, Zonies! That's so cute. <laughs> it's a new term. New term.
0: I love that. I'm a Michigander, which some people don't like because it's it sounds like a goose, but (laughs) I claim it, you know, whatever. We all have our cute little pet names for ourselves, right? (laughs) I like it. So seven, 10 and 12, you have been in the motherhood game for 12 years now. So tell us about your experience as a stay-at-home
1: mom. How has it been? Oh man, it's been a ride. (laughs) Let's, let's say that. So I, in my previous life as my call it pre-kids. I was a recruiter, a corporate recruiter in the fashion industry. And I loved it. I love, love, love my job. I loved my work. And then I took a right-hand turn in the name of motherhood when I began having babies and chose to leave my career and stay home. Thinking it would be like the thing, right? Um, stay at home, mom, life, I had a working mom growing up and I thought, I'm just going to stay home and be with my kids. This is going to be what I want to do. And I lost myself really quickly and I didn't anticipate that. And being a stay-at-home mom has literally been one of the hardest jobs I have ever had. So hard that I actually wrote a book about it and just didn't anticipate but it wouldn't fulfill me in the way that I thought it would. And that's not a super popular opinion uh, because that's kind of like the pinnacle of, of mom life. But yeah, it's, it's been a ride. I mean, my kids are older now, but those little years like dang near killed me. I was drowning a lot of them.
0: (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm. I totally get that. I feel like, like you said, so many women. I know when I was a little girl, my mom would ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, I always said, I want to be a wife and a mom. And I, I am that. And I love it. But like you said, there's just so much that you don't realize once you get in there into that, you know, into the thick of things that you're like, wow, this is a lot more than I can handle. (laughs) And so it, and I think too, with social media and all that kind of stuff, you can see the cute snack plates and the play dates and you know, the, the designer strollers or whatever, and the cute outfits. And, and it's, it's easy to get caught up in that and, and think that that's what stay home mom life is like, but then you don't see what it actually is like. And and then you're sitting there and you're like, how did I get here? And is this is, this is it like, not in a bad way. Like, like you're unhappy, but almost like, what else is there? I don't like this can't be just the thing forever. <laughs> so, Oh, I, totally I, I thought
1: that so many days I just was like, is, have I peaked? Did mm-hmm. I peak? Am I, am I done? Am I just so-and-so's mom now for the rest of my life where I just like talk to toddlers and make chicken nuggets and clean up crumbs all day long. Like, this is what I went to college for. Is this, is this it? Yes. But yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. And I dove into the whole I did all that like I I just hated it and it took me so long to accept that I didn't fit the stay-at-home mom mold and that it didn't fulfill me because I felt like I was a bad mom for so many years and I would just try and like keep diving in further and further thinking that would fulfill me but it took me a really long time to realize I was square peg round hole and that was okay I was still a good mom. And I was still the right mom for my kids, even though taking care of them full-time wasn't the thing that fulfilled me.
0: And I think the realization that you are a, and I'm speaking for myself, I'm a better mom when I have breaks, regular breaks for my kids, even if it's on a weekly basis for like an hour or two um, or three. Uh, But I, if I have breaks for my kids and my husband's so supportive and so great about helping me figure that out. But, um, like you said it's just figuring out that you know what makes you the best mom for your kids and for me that is missing them <laughs> and they yeah. realize that they're always like do you need a break from us and i'm like well i don't i mean don't take it the wrong way but yes <laughs> i do and they get it and we were just talking about before we jumped on the recording we were talking about sleepaway camp and how you know our kids are excited about sleepaway camp and i think that's so healthy and even if your kids you know aren't the type to go to that it's it's okay we're, every kid is different but i love that my kids are able to find themselves outside of me and outside of our home and just kind of come into their own their own little personhood too uh and i think that's kind of all wrapped up into that but anyways yes it's so freeing yep. to to figure out you know okay the type of mom that i am i need to not be a mom for five minutes <laughs> out of my yep. day and and i can refresh myself and get back into it and wake up the next day ready to go but i, I need that for sure so it's it really is free once you discover about yourself about your about your motherhood journey, that that's what it takes. Yep. So Ashley, how did you discover that, you know, there was more for you as a mom and how did you, you know, kind of come out of that? Like, I'm so depressed and I can't, you know, this is not the life for me. How did you come out of that? I mean, that, that is a deep hole to be in. I've been there as well. So how did you come Mm -hmm. out of that and just discover a better version of yourself as a mom?
1: It really was. I mean, I was... (laughs) Anxiety and depression was not something that I had ever struggled with prior to motherhood. And it was also something that I didn't really have a label for. And so beginning to dig out of that in the everyday while I was still caring for these three tiny, I had three babies that were four and under, um, was a daily process. But there was just that longing. There was something deep inside me that felt like there was more to me that I had more to offer, that there was, there had to be more than motherhood for me. And so I just began kind of really like the biggest soul searching journey that I had ever done. And I began giving myself permission and freedom to take those breaks on a weekly basis. I had a babysitter and I began writing. I just began writing as like therapy and journaling and really trying to answer the big life questions of who am i what am i here for what is my purpose and it was through that that i began to find my voice again and once i began to find my voice again the thought occurred to me maybe there's somebody else another mom out there who's struggling with the same thing and so my words began to turn toward her I began to turn toward focusing on Who was the voice that I needed to hear three to five years ago? I I needed somebody to say, it's okay that you want more for yourself than motherhood. It's okay that you don't fit the mold of the stereotypical Pinterest mom. And so it was through that journey, I began writing. It eventually turned into a book, but that soul searching really opened up my heart to explore that there was more. And then that's when direct sales entered into my world because I began, my eyes were open to a couple of women around me who were also growing direct sales businesses in addition to being a mom. And there was those seeds planted in my heart somewhere deep in my subconscious of like, I wonder if there's a different way because I went down the corporate route. I would, I would fill out job applications thinking I'll just escape my kids and I'll put them in daycare and I'll do all that. And and that's great and and good and fine and that's how I was raised and I loved it I had a great childhood but there was something in me that was like trying to find a different balance so like I wonder if I can be mom and work a business like still be primary parent and have something for myself and that's really when direct sales entered my world yes and I would love to hear more about about
0: how you how you decided to join specifically your company, Scout and Seller. And I would love to hear how you how you found them. So
1: I, like I said, had watched a couple of key friends in my life work their direct sales businesses in a way that was so normal and so authentic and so genuine. And I didn't have any previous direct sales experience. I never once considered that as a career path or a side hustle. I just, I never thought about it. They had pitched me on, their products and I loved the products that I was using from them, but it never spoke to me in a way that I thought, oh, I'm gonna share this. And then I was introduced to Scout and Seller, I call her like a little angel. I have no idea who she was, but somebody mentioned it somewhere along the path. And one day, deep in the heart of quarantine, April 2020, I was at my favorite restaurant picking up takeout as we were doing, right? This was our survival. Popped in my head and I thought, why not? And so I just got on the corporate website. I didn't know anybody who sold it. And I thought that was like a key. That was an opportunity Mm -hmm. because everyone I knew did a lot of the other companies, but nobody I knew in my circle had done scout and seller and it was new enough. And I popped on their website and I said, become a consultant. I didn't talk to my husband. I didn't think twice about it. I literally just went, okay, I texted my husband afterward. Cause right. I'm just sitting there waiting for takeout. Like this was not a conversation or a thought I just dove in. And honestly, I think it was the best thing that I could have done because I didn't get lost in the weeds of overthinking. How am I going to have time for this? What am I, How was, I didn't think about it. I just was go set ready because I had watched enough people run direct sales businesses that I was like, you know what wine now, this is a product I can get behind. My girlfriends <laughs> drink a lot of wine. We, it was you know COVID. And so things were being delivered. And I, I was hosting wine nights prior to COVID, obviously, on a regular basis. It's just a natural part of my social life and our, our social circles in general. And so I thought, I, I think I'm going to give this a shot. Like, why not me? Mm-hmm. And I dove in to, a little over two years ago.
0: That is so amazing. I love that. So for those listening who have never heard of Scout and Cellar, will you give us a little rundown on what
1: it is? Yes. Scout and Cellar is clean crafted wine. Although, spoiler alert, more products coming soon, AKA coffee. We're going to do a clean crafted lifestyle from AM to PM. So it is, we were started just under five years ago and clean crafted is Uh, our shtick and our CEO was a wine nerd and wanted, um, began discovering that there's a lot of additives and pesticides and just kind of crap added to the wine industry. And she wanted to bring a new cleaner product to the market. And so here we are five years later and we're looking to disrupt an entire industry that is not regulated and run by a bunch of men. And we're having the time of time of our lives changing the world, one glass of wine at a time. That's so fun. And I know
0: that that is, like you said, it's such a big part of, you know, women's social circles and things to get together over a glass of wine. And so tell us what is the difference between, I mean, I know you mentioned it, but -hmm. what is the benefit, I guess, of having, of drinking and consuming clean crafted wine? So
1: wine, as we know it in America, is primarily mass-produced. So about 95% of all wine that you see at your grocery store is owned by five companies. Mm. And there are over 250 sides and chemicals and additives and synthetics and sugar that are allowed in mass-produced wine. And that is oftentimes what causes your headaches or your hives or you get flushed or your teeth turn purple, all of those random side effects that we as women are thinking our kids did to us or we've just we've suddenly hit 40 and all of a sudden I just can't drink wine anymore without waking up in the middle of the night. It's most likely the chemicals and the pesticides that are added to it. And since there aren't ingredient labels required to be mm. online, the way that there are for even like water bottles or pop or pretty much any other of our consumable goods, The FDA does not require, uh, winemakers to add ingredient labels. And so they don't have to disclose that any of that is in your wine. And so we are on a mission. We've added ingredient labels to the back of our line, our, our wine and are just working to be completely transparent, no added sugar, no synthetic chemicals, no pesticides, just grapes to glass. The way that wine was intended to be made and enjoyed, because like you said, it's beauty happens around the table. That's what I love about it. I love connection and conversation and gathering in general, That is so just part of my DNA and the goodness that happens over a shared bottle of wine is, is what I'm here for. People want to be seen and heard and what better way to do that than share a glass of wine.
0: That's so neat. I loved hearing about that. And I really didn't know that the FDA doesn't require that on, on wine labels. That's insane. Like you said, water bottles, it says water bottles ingredients, Mm -hmm. spring water or whatever, you know, and you get a bottle of water. That's crazy. So that's awesome. And what a way to, and especially because in this day and age, when everybody is paying a little bit more attention to cleaning products and food and, you know, skincare and makeup and things like that,
1: why not your wine too, right? Yeah, it was the, one of the things I had been on part of my journey through depression and anxiety was getting my mental health in order and sleep and cleaning up my diet. And my products was a big part of my story and a big part of what was helping me get back to me, the best version of me. But wine was something that I had never even considered. I had switched my cleaning products. I had used my essential oils and I had switched my makeup and my skincare routine to all clean But wine, I had, it had never even crossed my mind as, you know, I'm eating organic, I'm buying organic produce. Oh, and then I, before bed, am drinking a glass of, you know, sugar and chemicals and pesticides. So it's been a game changer for sure. That's so cool. I love that.
0: So yes, you joined in April of 2020. What a crazy time. (laughs) So tell us about how your business started because you had no prior experience. So tell us about, you know, what it was like when you first started your business.
1: Yeah. I think that helped me in a way, the mm-hmm. the naivety of not having any expectation and really just having a desire to do it differently. I just wanted to prioritize people over profit. And honestly, I didn't even know what profit looked like. I just began texting my girlfriends because the product of a clean crafted wine, I knew was something I had to get in their hands because We just didn't know. We just didn't know what we were drinking before. And I thought, let's try something different. So I just jumped in feet first and I began telling everyone and their mom this story because I was like, you guys, this is a game changer. And people began to take notice. And I quickly began to team build and people were loving the wine and People were texting me that hadn't been able to have a glass of red wine in a year because they felt like garbage. And suddenly they were able to enjoy it with their steak that night. And it just kind of snowballed. And I began to see different parts of me come alive in ways that I hadn't tapped into in a really long time since I had had kids really. And the fire just began to grow. And I thought, you know what? This might be the thing. Because also I began to see people as they were, you know, enrolling and and joining this team, I began to see their fire light up. And I thought, oh my gosh, I think this is the thing for modern day moms. Like this, this is the business model that allows you to be in the pickup line. And share something that is meaningful to you. Like I was watching the impact begin to grow and the leadership come alive in me and fire come alive in women around me. And I, I'm all in, I mean this, I I am literally a hundred percent convinced that this is the business model for modern day moms. This Mm. is the solution. So I mean, find the product, find the company, find the thing that aligns with you and go all in. Because, I mean, as you know, the intangibles that come from this business, I just would have never, never expected. It is so much better than I thought.
0: All right, Ashley. So you started your career with social selling with Scout and Seller. Very exciting. And you have started to build a team and you are um, growing that. But you, one thing that's really interesting that you said that you've implemented into your team building strategy is a team Instagram page. So will you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So it is not my original idea, but I did swipe it from a friend in a different direct sales company that I was like, that is genius because I think I'm learning that traditionally a lot of the ways that, um, you've, people have communicated with their teams is on Facebook and more and more, especially as I'm running my business on Instagram, my people I'm finding are not on Facebook. And so how do I get them real time information and thoughts and You know, I'm a little bit ADD and I'm oftentimes working in the car and I'm listening to a podcast and a thought pops in my head. I'm like, ah, I got to share this with my team. And so I just thought Instagram is the perfect place because I know they're already there. So I created a team page that uh, I still am kind of working out the kinks of how best to use and communicate. I want to be able to use it as my primary. I do use it as my primary tool to communicate with my team. But eventually I want to be able to use it as a tool for my team to then send their prospects and people that are curious about the business to there to kind of explore and see a little bit about us and kind of our vibe and see if we're a good fit and learn about the product as well. But as of now, I have it as primarily my one source of communication. So I'm talking to them every day on my stories through our team page and it's private so nobody else can see it. I use the link tree to have all of our team tools and my onboarding process and links to, you know, tips and tricks and trinkets that you want to buy, your business cards, like kind of all of that. I Have like a new consultant start here. So I use the link tree feature in the bio for that. And then in my highlight bubbles are just things, images that I have saved that people can use. I mean, I'm looking to make it duplicatable. I'm looking to make it really accessible for somebody, a mom or somebody who's working full time in a nine to five, when they have 10 minutes to work their direct sales business, this is their one-stop shop that they can go and see, okay, here's my tasks or here's the resource I need in one spot. Um, And as we all know, sometimes our corporate platforms aren't quite exactly uh, as nimble as we want them to be. And so Instagram has been great. It's not perfect, but it's been a really fun way to also just show our vibe and share our vibe. And so, yeah, it's, it's been it's a growing process. I can always add to it. Eventually I want to get to the point where I have various admins of leaders on my team who are showing their day in the life and just sharing their thoughts and their leadership tips and tricks and just all the things. So it's been really, really good. And I think it's kind of people are going and heading, like, I don't know about you, but my, my audience, the people that I'm connecting with aren't on Facebook as much anymore either. And I hate managing two platforms. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) Two
0: is my absolute max, but I would prefer just one. same yes. same I, I love this idea i think that's genius and i think that it's such a great way to be relevant as a social seller i mean we're not old but we're also not super young i don't know like we're kind of in that like middle weird
1: part yeah <laughs> i know yeah. we're not you're right we totally are in the middle weird part because yeah. i mean i know there's some people on tiktok and that's fine mm-hmm. i'm not on tiktok nope me either yeah. People are on TikTok, and I'm like, some people are on Facebook, but like Instagram, I feel like is our generational lane, and it's just simple. It's what I know best, and I, for me, finding the freedom to just say, you know what, I'm just going to do one thing, and I'm going to try and do one thing really, really well, and hope that this serves my people, has opened up a lot of time to learn something different and have people, just one-stop shop. That's Mm -hmm. what we want. We want simplicity, duplicatability.
0: And I was going to ask, you know, do you find most of your recruits and new team members through Instagram? But you probably do since you have a, that's where you're funneling your team is into your team Instagram page. That's really neat. And I think the thing to take away from, you know, this part is that, you know, some of us, some people listening might be Facebook pros and might find all their prospects on Facebook and might just stick to Facebook. And that's fine too. I think the, the moral of the story is to find that platform and stick to it and show up consistently at least one place, <laughs>
1: because if you do that, then you're going to see growth in that area for sure. Well, and I just think, you know, it like I said, it, I haven't seen it done in my company yet. You know, it's not something that anyone that I have seen do it, but I saw it work for somebody else in a different company. And so just knowing that you oftentimes as a leader have to carve out your own path for what works for you. And just because somebody else has done it this way, or this is the way it's always been done. If that doesn't work for you, then find something that does, because that's ultimately the goal. And that's what I love about the industry in general is that There's a million one ways to slice the pie. At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, do what works for you because there's enough friction and resistance in our journeys in general that where we can create a path of least resistance, we should. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Work smarter, not harder. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. We are all about that. Ashley, what do you think is the biggest struggle that women, specifically women, I know there's men that join social selling companies, of course, every single day, but, uh, I feel like the majority of listeners are women. So we're going to speak to women. So what do you think is the biggest struggle that you see in women who are joining social selling companies, whether it be
1: Scout and Seller or another company? I oftentimes say that I don't see myself as a Wineslinger or uh leader or anything, I see myself as a belief coach because I think belief is the biggest struggle that I am seeing right now today in everyone. And you know, there's that initial excitement when you join and you have lofty goals and all of it is just rooted in the best of intentions, and then something happens in life or in yourself where all of a sudden there's just a little seedling of doubt and it begins to grow. If you don't replace it with a truth right away. And so I constantly am saying to my people, do you believe in network marketing? Do you believe in this product? Do you believe in yourself and what do you believe about those things? Because, you you may believe 100% in the product, but if you don't believe in this business model or if you have baggage, that is going to show. You are going to have resistance as you are trying to share the business. And so I'm constantly asking my team and coaching my team to really analyze and do the soul searching what it is that you believe about you and this product and this business, because if you can unlock your belief, you're unstoppable. And I think Mm -hmm. I I had a, um, I took a course from a social selling coach last, earlier last year, and she kind of listed out the top 12 traits for what makes a successful network marketer. And her number one uh, lesson was unshakable belief. And I have just found that to be true, that the difference between that girl at the top of your company and you is that she just didn't stop she just kept going and she didn't allow what life threw at her. She didn't allow that doubt or that no or whatever to stop her because she was so crystal clear why she was doing this. It was bigger than her and she believed she could. And she just put one foot in front of the other. And so I just, that, that's what I, I think is the biggest thing. And then second to that, I would say is consistency. I think that's the only other thing between you and the girl at the top is consistency. The momentum will build. I just finished reading Atomic Habits. Have you read it? No, not yet. But I was actually thinking, I hope my team well, my team members are listening
0: to this, I'm sure, but I was planning on maybe getting that for them for conference, uh, as like a little gift. So if you're listening, be surprised, but (laughs) (laughs) I've heard so many amazing things. I need to read it. I need to read it, but I just haven't yet.
1: (laughs) I don't know why. So tell me about it. It It is so good. It's so, so good. And In general, he just talks so much about the effort that you're putting forward right now. And regardless of whether it's yielding fruit, it matters. And so keep going because your effort is compounding and compounding and compounding. And eventually, as you're pushing your car up the hill and you're feeling like it's not working, it's not working, they're not buying, they're not signing up, they're not joining my team, don't stop that effort is compounding and you will get to the point where it begins to explode and it just takes time don't jump ship before you realize the results of your effort and so yeah it's it's hard but there's there has to be belief that carries you through those initial seasons and even the you know there's there's valleys in that i've already experienced where your effort matters. And so if you just can stay consistent, you don't need a new formula. You don't need a new training. You don't need a new strategy. You just need to keep showing up. Mm -hmm. It's working.
0: Yes. And the same thing with motherhood. I mean, we were talking a lot about motherhood today. It's the
1: same thing. I mean, you can't give up. You can't give up on your kids, right? And so- Totally. And you're not even going to see fruit oftentimes in mom right. life for 18 years, yes. right? You're like, yes. How many times have I told them to say, please. And thank you. How yes. many times have I told them push in their chair, <laughs> Stop teaching them those things because mm-hmm. they're not adopting them. You keep te- teaching them. And eventually one day they'll say it when you're at a restaurant to the waitress and you're like, Oh, my gosh. They just ordered for themselves and said, "Please, and thank you without me prompting them." And it clicked. So yes. I, I think there's so many parallels to drug sales. I'm so with you on that. But you just keep going. You keep doing the right thing, the next right mm-hmm. thing, consistent. do the work. It will pay off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's so true. Love it.
0: Ashley, you mentioned at the beginning that you just got back from convention, a really fun weekend. I saw your pictures on Instagram. It looked like a blast. You guys were in Texas, right?
1: Texas.
0: Yeah. Yeehaw. (laughs) It looked like so much fun.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. I brought my
0: cowgirl boots. Oh, they were so cute, but I am a huge believer in conference or convention or whatever you want to call it. And I believe that every serious business builder should be attending conference. They should make their best, their absolute best effort to, to attend conference every year, even if it's virtual, if that's what it has to be, whatever, but I believe that everybody should attend if they want to take their business seriously. So, and I know that you feel the same way. So will you tell us a couple of top reasons why those listening should make an effort to attend their company conference?
1: Oh my goodness. There is no replacement for being in the room with however many hundreds, thousands of women who are like-minded just G and I, this was Really, the first opportunity that a lot of my team, almost all of my team, has had to come to an in person event. And I don't even think they knew what they were getting into. But the magic is there, the magic is in the room. And I just think life can be so hard, and there are so many obstacles that we have to overcome in building our businesses that I always tell my girls that no matter your level of success, I want you to leave this business a better human for however long you're here. I hope we're in this for the long haul forever and ever and ever. Amen. But when you go to those events and you make those connections and you have those emotional and personal breakthroughs, you go home a better human. And dollars and products and all of that is all wonderful. It's all great. I really do think so. But I think the connection. And the person that you're becoming is going to be the thing that keeps you in it for the long haul. That's, what's going to carry you through those peaks and valleys because you're going to build relationships that you never would have had the opportunity to build outside of this business. So whatever the cost, whatever it requires, I mean, I had a whole spreadsheet. My husband is a saint. I mean, I, but we have, I have single moms on my team that came and it requires everyone to move mountains to get there. There is no single person in that room that was like, Oh sure. Yeah. Just, you know, I, I had the time and the money and it's not a big (laughs) deal. No, it requires mountains to be moved, but I really believe that you are going to go home feeling like you can now move those mountains. Mm. So your takeaway, I mean, just always go. say yes and figure out the details later. There is just no comparison to being in that room and having your heart feel those things and connect and grow. You're going to go home a better you. And that's what it's all about. Truly. That's what it is about.
0: Yes, it is. It's an investment in your future and, yeah. it's, and it's so much fun. Oh
1: my goodness. It's oh best. Lord. I know. I saw a quote today that said, if, if, success doesn't involve fun, you're not doing it right. And I just thought, Mike, drop. Yep. Yeah. Fun is the most underrated thing that we have. We have to prioritize fun. And if you're only going to just have fun, I call that a win because it it's holy. I really do think it is holy and does something inside of you. Like it releases those endorphins. It gets you out of your normal everyday grind. Fun is important.
0: Yes. hundred percent agree. I'm all about the fun. I can't wait. It's making me so excited. Ours is next month and I'm just counting where are you going down the days? Orlando. Ours is in Orlando. Oh. It's been in Orlando the last few years and it's so fun because there's always the option of like heading to Disney or universal afterwards. And it's a blast. I love it. So fun. Oh my yes. goodness. I'm excited yes. for you. Can't wait. you can come along? Be my guest. Yes, yes. <laughs> we always need more fun people in the room, as if there aren't enough. There's are so many, but you know, there's always you know, it's always a blast with the more the merrier. At, the, at these events, oh, it's, it truly is the more the merrier. So, if you're listening and you haven't part. yet signed up for your company conference, please sign up. Please go. Just do you it. Won't regret it. All right, Ashley. If someone wants to get in touch with you, or if they want to grab your book, or they want to just check. Check out Scout and Seller and see what you're up to. How can they get in touch with you?
1: Like I said earlier, you can find me hanging out on Instagram pretty much all the time. So I am at Ashley underscore Carbo. And if you want to grab my book, if you're kind of struggling through motherhood, you can snag that on Amazon. It's called More Than a Mom. And I wrote it for the mom in the trenches. Like this, it's not a cutesy how-to like be the best mom on the block, a real dive into the struggles of motherhood if you feel lost. So I wrote it for you.
0: And I will put everything in the show notes. So that way people can connect with you wherever they would like to. So thank you again, Ashley, for being on the show. And just, this was a great conversation. I just, I loved chatting with you and getting to know you.
1: I know. I feel like we are like soul sisters. Like we've got our camp in mind and our mom life. Like I love it. This is this is this is the best part about the business yes. is you just meet other women who are, you're like, I'm not alone. Yes, yeah. There's more. Oh, look, I'm in Michigan too. Oh, I'm in Florida. Like, it's so fun. Yeah, I loved it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.